Welcome back into the data room. I'm Dan Quirk, head of marketing at Scale Matters and the host of the show here in season two. And as always here in the data room, we're joined by five-time CEO, three-time founder, Scott Stauffer. He is currently founder and CEO of Scale Matters, and he's here to answer one big question that will help B2B CEOs, CROs, and revenue leaders build a more effective go-to-market engine far earlier in the life of their businesses. So in this episode, we are going to dive into the three options that you have for building your revenue operations function and also how to choose the right approach for your company. So I want to bring in Scott. Scott, you've got a unique perspective uh, on this because as a CEO, you've run businesses without RevOps, with RevOps, you've had in-house RevOps teams, you've, you've hired people externally. In addition to that, you've also in the last few years been deeply engaged with probably, you've gone deep probably with three or 400 different CEOs or CROs or RevOps people who, who are building RevOps function in all different ways. All right, so based on what you've experienced and seen, can you share what the options are for early and growth stage companies when they're ready to start investing in RevOps? Sure. So uh, I think we should start, uh, set a little context like I always like to do. Uh, I think we need to start with the assumption that you are, in fact, committed to having a comprehensive RevOps capability so that you are arming your sales, marketing, and success teams with the modern tools and data insights that they need in order to effectively compete. And, and the reason I specifically uh, call this out is time and again, we see companies that are early in their growth mode, say 25 million or less in revenue run rate, underinvest in RevOps. Really, you might even say just dabble in it. And while certainly a, a significant reason for this is that they don't think they can afford comprehensive RevOps, just as often it's because the leadership teams are um, ignorant about what it really takes, largely because of their inexperience. So they're ignorant about what it really takes to do RevOps right. Um, and, and so they're basically expecting their uh, sales and marketing teams to go out on the battlefield with one arm tied behind their backs, and then they wonder why the entire go-to-market motion limps along. So again, I'm going to answer your question uh, by prefacing it with the assumption that a company actually is committed to having a comprehensive RevOps capability. So if you're serious about building RevOps, building comprehensive RevOps, there are really only three choices on how you go about this. One is you build it in-house. Two is you outsource it. Or three is some blend or hybrid approach that's a combination of both of those. Which approach is best for any given company uh, is really driven by, um, I'm going to say, five different characteristics. One is uh, kind of current and near-term scale of the business. Two is your funding. Three is your in-house managerial or management capacity. Uh, four is the uniqueness of your go-to-market motion. And lastly is urgency. So let's start with scale considerations. So we've previously said on other uh, episodes that uh, you need five different skill sets, uh, tech architect, tech admin, uh, enablement training person, data ops person, and business analyst. Uh, you might be able to find these five skill sets across maybe four people, and if you're really lucky, uh, even three people. Uh, so then the first consideration then is, are you at enough scale to fully utilize somewhere between three and five people? If you can't fully utilize them, 
then it's going to be very difficult to retain them, particularly highly skilled employees. And our experience is that you begin to reach that appropriate scale, maybe around 20 to 25 million in annual sales. And you're certainly there typically by the time you're at 40 to 50 million. But beneath that, beneath the 20 to $25 million mark, you probably don't have enough scale to fully engage in-house staff that have the full complement of the requisite skill sets. Um, furthermore, kind of from an ROI perspective, uh, again, thinking about scale, your sales and marketing budget needs to be large enough that investing in comprehensive RevOps uh, in-house really provides a no-brainer re return. And so as a general rule of thumb, and I think this is sort of conservative, but let's assume that comprehensive RevOps makes the overall go-to-market engine 20% more effective than it otherwise would be. Uh, we've seen uh, we've seen cases where it's 50% or more more effective once you put the, the, the proper uh, RevOps um, function in place. But let's say 20%. Since it's going to cost you at least probably $700,000 annually uh, for in-house RevOps, that suggests in order to have kind of a no-brainer ROI decision, you probably need to have a sales and marketing budget on the order of $7 million a year or greater uh, to, to be at enough scale where it makes sense to do this stuff in-house. Um, so, so that's scale. Let's talk about funding now. Uh, to build a comprehensive RevOps function, obviously it's an expensive proposition, as we just said. Uh, bootstrapped companies, uh, as well as companies that have relatively short capital runways, will generally not be in a position to head down the path of building this in-house, even though the return might be well worth it. Uh, and since the time to value on this investment can be somewhat prolonged, you end up negatively impacting your short-term EBITDA and your cash runway when you head down this path. So you really should only go this route of building this stuff in-house if your balance sheet is strong enough to support it. Similar to scale, you need to consider if you have the management capacity to lead an in-house RevOps team. Because if not, you'll need to hire the RevOps leader in addition to those three to five people, the doers that you're going to need. So RevOps, and RevOps is absolutely not a function that should be left unmanaged or just kind of stuck under a head of sales or head of marketing or finance somewhere to get orphaned. Somebody needs to be dedicated to managing that function for it to deliver on its promise. The fourth thing we'll talk about then is go-to-market motion. So the uniqueness of your go-to-market motion, it also comes into play in sort of determining which approach you ought to use to acquire RevOps capability. Um, though everyone seems to think their company is particularly unique, when it comes to go-to-market, th there really are only a handful of motions and virtually all companies use some combination of those same common motions that are out there. So if you truly do have some one-off approach to go to market, then I'd say in-house RevOps is probably best for you because there needs to be a lot of time to learn the, the unique nuances about your particular motion. But if you're like 90% of the companies out there that employ some variation of the common go-to-market themes, 
then outsourced RevOps is a very viable and potentially preferable, preferable option for you. So finally, let's talk about urgency. Building a comprehensive in-house RevOps function takes a long time, uh, upwards of two to three years before it's realizing full value. And that's because it takes a long time uh, to find these highly skilled people and then onboard them to, to the point that they're fully productive. Additionally, it takes a couple of years to perfect kind of the data model and the instrumentation framework used in the tech stack uh, so that you can begin to surface very useful analytics and actionable insights to help optimize the overall go-to-market engine. That may be fine for later stage companies that are sort of playing the long game and, and sort of in this mode of seeking continuous improvement. But for companies earlier in their growth cycle, they're really under immense pressure to accelerate their go-to-market effectiveness in order to survive. And generally speaking, going down the path of in-house RevOps will not provide them the time to value these companies really need. So to summarize, uh, in-house RevOps works best when you are at sufficient scale to be able to fully utilize three to five people. Uh, and your annual sales and marketing budget is probably north of $7 million both of which imply you are at le least uh, at $25 million in annual sales, if not higher. Uh, your cash position can support the near-term hit to EBITDA and cash burn. You have managerial capacity to oversee the RevOps function. You potentially have a very unique go-to-market motion. And you're in a position to be patient with the time it's going to take to build a fully functioning RevOps team in-house. In contrast, Outsourcing RevOps is definitely best if you have insufficient scale to fully utilize three to five people or your sales and marketing budget's insufficient in order to generate the returns you need. Uh, and we would generally consider this to be the case at companies that are below $25 million in sales. Outsourced RevOps is definitely a less expensive way to go uh, to get the same capability of, of, of comprehensive RevOps. So it is more attractive if you can't incur kind of this hit to cash burn and EBITDA that it's going to take to start building this stuff out yourself. If you don't have the managerial capacity, you should definitely use outsourced RevOps. And perhaps most importantly, if time is of the essence and the pressure is on to improve your go-to-market effectiveness sooner rather than later, then outsourced RevOps will almost always provide the fastest time to value. Uh, particularly for companies that have fairly common go-to-market motions. The last approach, of course, is hybrid approach. And we see this most commonly at, at companies that are maybe between 8 and $20 million in annual sales. And typically the way they do this, uh, and we've seen it work very well, actually, is they will actually hire a RevOps leader in-house in order to drive the overall strategy but then that person will largely rely on outsourced providers uh, to help them to oversee the day-to-day -day operation of the tech and data infrastructure uh, for them. So that's kind of the, the, the rules of thumb, if you will. Uh, you can go any of the approaches, in-house, uh, outsource, hybrid, but it really depends on kind of scale, funding, um, your managerial capacity, uh, your, your urgency and, um, um, uh, I'm sorry, and the uniqueness of your go-to-market motion.
Absolutely. Thanks, Scott. That does it for this episode of The Data Room. If you're interested in learning more about how to make revenue operations, a go-to-market advantage for your business, go to scalematters.com and request a, request a RevOps strategy call. We'll discuss the three or four deployment options you have for building a RevOps function, and then we'll help you choose the right approach for your company. Until next time, thanks for joining us here in The Data Room.